Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Hope you had a great weekend. 888-933-93. Pat Gray Unleashed. Let's start here. More on trivia. Right again. 14-3 and three on the season. Awesome. Pretty awesome. amazing. Uh, just uh, pretty incredible game, too, uh, yesterday with the Eagles edging out the Chicago Bears 16-15 on a last second we'd show it, but... Uh, <laughs> the but, NFL Gestapo yeah. won't allow it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and as your listeners were pointing out, um, quite accurately... Um, on Twitter last night, as soon as the game was over. Um, more on trivia doesn't predict the winner. It actually causes the winner. Starts starts to look like that. Yeah, it, it was eerie last night. After a while. Because really the Bears won, but there was a timeout called, so they had to re-kick the field goal, and it hit the upright, hit the crossbar, and bounced, then bounced out. Yeah. back into the end zone. That's what we're going to call more on trivia voodoo. That's amazing. It really was. So 14-3, and three, and uh, there's a poll up right now where mm-hmm. you could vote on this week's game. This weekend's uh, game could be... The Rams yeah. and Cowboys, I mm-hmm. think that's the the lead vote getter so far. Mm-hmm. You got Colts and Chiefs are in second, and Chargers and Patriots uh, are in third. We're going to take out the Bears uh, game, or the Eagles game, so that we don't do back to back weeks of the same team. So those are your three options. And as some people are pointing out, they're not voting uh, for the game involving their team because they don't want to know who wins beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff, man. A lot like if you've recorded the game, uh, you don't want to hear anything about it. So, yeah, that's <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, and that's at Pat Unleashed on Twitter for that poll. A uh, record number of illegals pouring across our border right now. This, the Democrats should be absolutely in love with this story. It's so great. Uh, they're getting everything you want. Um, they're showing everybody that's fine, that we're not going to do anything about uh, illegal immigration, that you can come if you want to, and you don't even have to do it the right way. It's great. I want all Democrats. I want Nancy Pelosi to remove the locks from her doors and just keep her doors open at all times. At all times. And just whoever comes in, that's fine. You know what? A locked door is immoral. How can you prevent somebody from coming into your home and maybe getting something to eat or some warmth, some shelter, coming in out of the rain? That's immoral. So congressional Democrats and uh, President Trump are apparently still a long way from reopening the government. It's into its third week now. It's the third longest of all time, third longest government shutdown ever. Uh, it probably get higher than that by the time this is over. Um, but top congressional officials and the Trump administration agreed to keep talking yesterday about how they can maybe get through this thing. In a lengthy meeting held on Saturday, Vice President Pence, Homeland Security uh, Secretary Kirsten Nielsen, and some other officials continue to push for the $5.7 billion funding to get the, you know, at least some of it built. Democrats continue to say, not a penny. We're not interested. Um, so the president acknowledged that not much progress has been made. He tweeted out, uh, VP Pence and the team just left the White House, briefed me on their meeting with the Schumer-Pelosi representatives. Not much headway made today. Second meeting set for tomorrow. After so many decades, must finally and permanently fix the problems on the southern border. Mm-hmm. And you said that they wouldn't give a penny. That's not true. Come on, man. You're, oh, yeah. She so, did say she'd give a dollar. She'd say she'd give a dollar. I right. mean, you know, so we got to be... The That's truth lives right. here. Nancy Pelosi will give one dollar to the wall being built. Mm-hmm. <sighs> She's pathetic. She's yeah. absolutely pathetic. And this is going to go on. I mean, this thing doesn't have... 
Well, Trump said yeah. maybe months or years. I think he said, did he not say this could go on forever? Said He uh, said at least years. <laughs> I know yeah. that. This is fascinating to me because the wall, according to Nancy Pelosi and others, is somehow immoral. But um, continuing the slaughter of babies in the United States of America and abroad, I guess, is righteous. Uh, I said the, these people are so despicable and so nonsensical. House Democrats are still steadfast uh, about the wall. Not They're saying not a single taxpayer dollar should be used. However, uh, last week, in their first piece of proposed legislation, as the majority party in the House, this is the first legislation introduced. They want to use taxpayer dollars to support overseas abortions. In a bill supposedly meant to end the government stalemate, uh, Democrats included language that would repeal a provision meant to prevent U.S. aid dollars from funding abortions overseas. What is their fascination with with infant death? I, I, I don't understand it. It's a weird death cult at this point. Yeah, and if you are so hell-bent on making that happen, can you just... Um, let's get the government up and running, and then you guys can pursue baby murder later and it's so important to them that they're pretending that this is part of getting the government running again (laughs) it is unreal it's weird man according to the washington examiner the spending bill would repeal a provision instituted by president trump that requires foreign non-governmental organizations to certify that they will not perform or actively promote abortion as a method of family planning seems reasonable Provision formerly known as the Protecting Life and Global Health Assistance Policy was once uh, called the Mexico City Policy, known by critics as the Global Gag Rule. The bill would also increase funding by $5 million for the United Nations Population Fund. Uh, to, it, that, would, that would now be $37.5 million. We could We contribute to that wonderful cause. Anti-abortion organizations oppose the program, of course, because they say it participates in coercive abortions, and involuntary sterilizations. Mm-hmm. Aren't these the folks that say if it just saves one life? If it just helps one person? I mean, yeah. all the money that, that could be going into murdering babies in foreign countries, I mean, could those not? Could they Could they ask for those to be reallocated to um, inner city schools or, or helping homeless people uh, in, in uh, poverty-stricken uh, congressional districts? No. No, that money's got to go. They're not too. interested in any of that. Uh-huh. They just want abortions. They, it's a strange fascination, and you're absolutely right. It is a to kill death babies. cult. Really is. It's I mean, the the Democrat Party right now, at least the leadership, is a death death cult. That's what they are. Um, and this all all of this is for naught anyway, because mm-hmm. we've we've already found out from Mexican psychic Antonio Vasquez. Whoa, 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 whoa! Don't be glossing no, over I'm his not. name. This is uh, Antonio Vasquez. Is a a uh, uh, renowned Mexican psychic, and he says, border wall's not happening. Oh, well then. So s- stop worrying about it. It's just not going to happen. Wait, is that Tom Arnold, or who, who we got over here on the on the Blaze TV? Is that, uh, is that David Letterman? Not that's Antonio Vasquez. Antonio Vasquez. There oh, he, is. he oh. is a winner. Wow. Look at that, man. How long it takes to get a beard that long? What do you think? A good, it's a good I year. I think it too. varies uh, person to person, actually. Uh-huh. I don't think there's a set time. Very good. For me, it'd take about a day and a half day if and I half. just let it grow. <laughs> um, so, you know, you might as well get used to it now. The U.S. government shutdown okay. um, is 
is just it's a worthless exercise right now because uh, Antonio Vasquez has said it's just not going to happen. Going to happen. As President Trump said, he was prepared to keep it going. Um, Antonio Vasquez, better known as the Grand Warlock. Oh, see, that's where we were hung up on his mm-hmm. name. We know him as the Grand Warlock. Mm-hmm. Said in his annual predictions on the year that uh, the U.S. president would not get funding for the wall in 2019 or ever. Hovering over his tarot cards and holding a microphone to his flowing white beard, (laughs) Vasquez said of Trump, he's not going to get the money. On Tuesday or Wednesday, there will be a very grave problem arising from this wall foolishness. Mm. That wall will never be built. Mm -mm. He's famous in Mexico, I guess. He's 79 years old. Okay. Uh, and every year he does these, uh, this fortune telling okay. on politics, celebrities, sports, and his track record is pretty amazing. <laughs> Let's hear what has he gotten right Here in 2016. Go. He predicted Trump would lose the Republican primary election. Okay. Well, I mean, look, everyone's going to have a little blemish here and there. He can't be perfect all the time. Last year, he predicted Mexico's presidential election would be won by a ruling party candidate Jose Antonio Meade, mm-hmm. who yeah. ended up finishing a distant third. Okay, well, I mean, you gotta be... But! Yeah, a little... Okay, one out of three ain't bad. Yeah. Uh, Vasquez did correctly predict Mexico's shocking upset oh. of Germany at last year's World Cup. So, there you go. A little wishful thinking, perhaps, mm-hmm. on his part, that just happened to come true, maybe? So, according to the Grand Warlock, <laughs> um, your, your, your underwear bed is safe on the wall. Yeah, no wall. Not gonna be built. Not not going to happen. Right. So our immigration problem continues, and it's festering, and it's it's getting worse. And all you have to do is look to Europe for what will come of this. Right now, it's so bad in Germany that they're bribing the immigrants that, that are there right now. They're bribing them to go home. This is Germany. The I thought they were all about refugees and immigrants flooding into their country and it was fine it's great it's fantastic now they're running this gigantic campaign called your country your future now meaning we're going to pay you money to get out (laughs) i love it i love this a series of flags corresponding with top destinations for these refugees egypt turkey afghanistan uh it shows a zigzagging road to a fictional horizon and it says the returning from germany campaign mm-hmm. latest tactic by the german government to boost departures and deter migration so they're reversing mm-hmm. angela merkel's pretty controversial uh policy of welcoming all that came to germany now they're realizing okay maybe maybe this wasn't such a great idea after all Maybe this is causing a lot of problems that we didn't anticipate. Uh, Germany probably had about 700,000 asylum requests. Uh, They rejected most of those. But the billboard campaign is targeting about 235,000 people who are there and they want them to leave. Now, they haven't left because, you know, things are good in Germany. And they, they say it's too dangerous to go back. Um, but some who are eligible for deportation frequently don't show up for deportation. Whoa, what a surprise. Whoa, Wait, what? what? 
What? No. I mean, these are the best that they have to yeah. offer. They, they pinky promised. What uh-huh. do you mean they're not? What do you mean? More than 20,000 airport repatriations were scrubbed this year alone. Half all, of all of those that were scheduled. Every second person went missing in the run-up to departure. So 50% of them just skipped out. I'm surprised, See, I'm I'm surprised that many showed up. I am too. I'm surprised wow. it was only half. Mm-hmm. I think in the United States it's a heck of a lot higher when we... We what's should that, look into that. What's that called? The, the uh, promise catch and to release. Appear? Promise, promise to, to appear. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Mm-hmm. I'll look that up. So, a they're they're get they're offered a gift of about fifteen hundred dollars for a single person, three thousand dollars for families to provide for your your basic needs. So we'll send you back for free, and we'll pay for your month or two of uh, of your rent if you just. Go home. Oh my gosh, listen to this. This is, oh, no, never mind. This is still, this is one of the little fact check things. There's a quote attributed to Jeff Flake. But uh, uh, let's see, it says 90% don't show up, but that, it says it's not accurate. Uh, so let me try to find out. Uh, but my gosh, if Jeff Flake is on record as saying that yeah. that doesn't work right. to one degree or another, <laughs> that tells you all you need to know right there. Uh boy, I'll try to figure out the figure. There. Sure does because you know Jeff Flake was assimilated by the <laughs> dark side. Well said. Yeah. So uh, you know that that's. I'll bet you it's close to seventy-five or eighty percent. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. We've got a uh, L.A. County Sheriff's detective routinely deals with illegal immigrants. Um, said uh, eighty to ninety percent do not show up for deportation hearings. Eighty to ninety. But his office later said, "Whoa, whoa, that's just anecdotal evidence." Okay, bullcrap. You're the sheriff's office. You don't deal with anecdotal evidence. You've got hard facts. He spilled them, and now Oops. you're trying to cover your tracks. Yes. So L.A. County says eighty to ninety percent don't show up there. Wow, that's. A fairly high percentage. A little bit, yeah. I'm not even good at math, and I, uh, I'm, no, I'm I, in agreement that that right? sounds like it's a no, high number. I'm kind of removed uh, ways from my uh, uh, schooling, uh-huh. but I still remember that to be what many consider a high number. Some things you retain, <laughs> and knowing that eighty to ninety percent of a no-show rate in court is high is, is one of those things that you did. Congratulations. We're going to really regret it if we don't get a handle on Listen this. To this. A two thousand U.S. government commission study. 83%. There you go. I mean, okay, that's according to the government. And what year was that? 2000. And you know it's... So that was uh, Bill high. Clinton years. Uh-huh. Bill Clinton. It's probably higher than that now. So we've got L.A. County saying between 80 and 90. We've got the Clinton government saying 83%. Mm-hmm. I'd say it's up there as far as illegal immigrants not showing up to their promise to appear court dates. And you know they don't want to admit the real number because the real number is probably 99%. I mean, why would you show up when you know no nothing's going to happen to you? Look, even if you get caught, the worst that could happen is we send you back and you come back again. What is your motivation to show up? Think about this. There's no motivation whatsoever. These people entered illegally. Yeah. Now you think they're going now to just all of a sudden law. start respecting the rule of law and show up in your court? No. It's crazy. Come on. It's crazy. Stop. And we've shown them there's nothing to be afraid of. There's got to be some sort of stick there as incentive that if you don't show up we're going to do something about it there's nothing like that though so why would they show up it'd be stupid to show up and the fact that we afford them the rights of our constitution and allow them to even go to court not being citizens to begin with 
speaks volumes of shows us. what a wonderful country we are. Yep. It shows what a moral country we are. Or dumb. Shows what a compassionate people we are. Or dumb. Or just butt stupid. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let me tell you about home title lock. Uh, HomeTitleLock.com. This portion of Pac Ray Unleashed sponsor. Uh, home title fraud is exploding. And until a few months ago, I didn't even know it existed. But when I found out about it, I knew I had to have home title lock. Because what they do is find your title online and then they transfer it to a uh, your state's quick title deed, forge your signature, super easy to do. They just trace over what you what you did. And then they take it to another bank and take out uh, a massive home equity loan ag- against your mortgage. And you don't even know about it until you start getting the bills. It's it's a, an ugly situation that's really hard to get out of once it's happened to you. So if you own a home or you have any rental property or maybe you have elderly parents who don't pay attention to this kind of stuff, you can do that for them. Get Home Title Lock. For pennies a day, Home Title Lock puts a virtual barrier around your home's title. And anytime they detect any sort of tampering with it, they shut it down. Now, it could be that your title is already compromised. You can find out by just signing up at HomeTitleLock.com. And you'll get a free title scan and report. That's a $100 value. They'll throw that in just for signing up. HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. Pat Gray Unleashed. By the way, our friend who just did those, uh, he just did that incredible Pat Gray Unleashed phrase yeah should be back tomorrow all right yeah jeffy should be back uh tomorrow um he's got an appointment with a cardiologist mm-hmm. today it's a it's a crappy thing when you have a cardiologist and now he does but um he's gonna come in and the last part of the show tomorrow morning mm-hmm. uh in hour two we'll talk to him about what happened and how he's feeling and where he goes from here and all of that so uh, we'll have him on tomorrow. Plus, you know, he'll have the Chewing the Fat podcast back up and running. I will. I, I've never um, missed that man more. So I'm so yeah, glad he's too. coming back in here. Yep. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. It, it's painful to be sincere about him. Yeah, uh, on the I know. Radio, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. But uh, <laughs> but here we, are. here we are. I mean, when you have that happen, here we are. Yeah. Uh, all right, the CBS Evening News covered a Dutch inventor who's trying to clean up the non-existent Pacific garbage patch, <laughs> and he's having trouble doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, how do you clean up something that's not there? I don't know. That's a that's a challenge right there. It is, you know, very challenging. But he invented something that should fix something that's actually not there. Uh, anyway, here's CBS Evening News and their report on uh, this cleanup process. It was launched on a mission to skim nearly two trillion pieces of plastic from the Pacific Ocean. But the $20 million boom appears to have gone bust. Carter Evans spoke today with the inventor. (laughs) The 2,000-foot-long ocean cleanup system left San Francisco last September with high expectations. The plan was to begin cleaning up the Great Pacific Garbage Patch, a giant floating mass twice the size of Texas. But now, after months at sea, there are some major... Pause for a second. <laughs> Twice the size of Texas. Once again, they're breaking out these 
these incredible claims mm-hmm. that just aren't true. And keep in mind, this is a CBS news. Um, uh, this is a news report. It's mm-hmm. two minutes in length. They've got obviously helicopter or drone or whatever camera way above the ocean. They got going there. You still don't see anything. I'm not seeing the great uh, garbage patch of the, the Pacific. They Ocean. They had some garbage that a guy was swimming through. Yep. I don't know where that is, what that came from, how much of it is uh, real, how much is ex- how is it extensive? Did they put that stuff in there yeah. themselves so he could swim through it? I don't know. That could have been a day at the Jersey Shore for all we know. <laughs> it could have. Okay, come on. I mean, I, I don't know, but. Every time you see an aerial photo, you would think that occasionally you would see the patches of garbage. Nope. Even if it's stock footage that has been replayed for the last 20 years or whatever from, you know, somebody that found it out there on a a trek out to the Pacific Ocean. No, you never, Mm -hmm. ever see it from above, ever. And it's supposed to be so huge, you should see it from space. (laughs) Right? Well, twice the size of Texas, I think so, yeah. I think even so. even if from space it just looks like a darker area of the ocean, two no. and a half times the size of Texas. Such a lie. Why don't they just say the size of Alaska when they say that? That's a good point, Pat. That's just stupid. That is stupid. Ninety-eight times the size of Delaware. Well, why don't you just say the size of Alaska? <laughs> because they're trying to get to the red state voters. They're trying to say, yeah. "See, it's yeah. as big as your state, and then some." Plus, they think well. Nobody knows that Alaska is twice the size of Texas, so we're not going to say that. We'll just say two and a half times the size of Texas, and then people will know how big it is. <laughs> right. They could easily. Wait a Americans second. Americans are so stupid. They don't know Alaska is bigger. <laughs> this is oh, fair point. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. It's, I, I, the whole thing is ridiculous. Yeah, because Americans look at a map, and some people don't have maps, as you know, and they think, well, Alaska is pretty small, actually. I mean, look, it's just that little thing up there in the corner. They don't even understand this. Get that map thing. Was it? Oh. I personally believe that U.S. <laughs> Americans uh-huh. are unable to do so because, because uh, some, uh, some people out there people in, our, out nation there in our nation don't have maps. Don't have maps. And, uh, and I believe that our ed- education, like such as in such South as Africa South and Africa. Uh, the Iraq, everywhere uh, Iraq. like such as, everywhere and like such as, I believe that they should should our education over here, over here in the U.S. In the should, US. Help should help the U.S. The US. Um, it should help no. South, no, Africa. South Africa. It should help the, the Iraq and the, the Asian countries. And the Asian so countries. we will be able to build up our future for our children. Build and, up the future. And they don't have to suffer through the the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. And what was the number at the beginning? Two trillion bottles. I'm sorry, that should be visible from somewhere. That if you've got two trillion plastic bottles in the ocean, I want to see it. Yeah, I want to. Where do you come up with that number? That is. How are all of these plastic bottles winding up? Do people dump them directly in the ocean, save them all week, and then go dump them directly in well, the ocean? I mean, that's... Let me let me explain what my household does, okay? Because right. the community is so cute, you know? They say, hey, put your trash in the blue can and put your yeah, we have that recyclables too. in mm-hmm. the green one and wheel them out there yep. once a week, right? Mm-hmm. So I've actually... I, I actually have a third garbage can. That specifically says "Great Garbage Patch," Pacific Garbage Patch. It's the back of my truck, and I just Uh dump all the garbage in there. Okay, and then you know, every now and then, when I think about it, I drive out to California and just dump it. And I just dump it in the ocean and hope that Mm -hmm. the tide or the currents sweep it out to the garbage patch. I want to be a part of. I want to be a part of history.
industry. I want to be a part of what's happening out there and contribute to this because before long, it's no longer going to be two and a half size. I want to make it 17 times the size of California. See, and I'm doing my part. That's what I'm trying to do. Good for you. Thank Thank you. you, Mm -hmm. Thank you. You're an incredible patron. I'm a helper. All right, let's see the rest of this wonderful coverage from CBS. <laughs> With high expectations, the plan was to begin cleaning up the Great Pacific Garbage Patch, a giant floating mass twice the size of Texas. <laughs> but out. now, after months at sea, it's there are some major setbacks, says 24-year-old Dutch inventor Boyan Slap. Did the pipe itself crack? So we see a 60-foot section of the 2,000-feet-long pipe that has detached it's a vast area. Just before the launch, Slat took us out on the water, uh-huh. and he had some reservations. Are you sure it will work? Uh, no. That's <laughs> what so we'll see in the coming months, right? During that time, the device floated freely with the currents, forming a U-shape to corral the trash. A skirt about 10 feet deep was supposed to catch the plastic, but that also didn't go as planned. The system isn't able to retain the plastic well. So once it's caught, we also sometimes see it floating out again. It Uh picked up 4,500 pounds of trash, not nearly enough, according to some critics. Wait, You'll have more plastics there next week Uh. and the week after. So the real answer is to not consume so many plastics. Despite these setbacks, do you think this is still a viable system? We are really quite close to, to making it work. I don't think we have much choice. This plastic doesn't go away by itself. The massive cleanup uh, device is currently pounds. being massive. towed to Hawaii, where the team will decide what design changes need to be made. They plan to be hmm. back out in the Great Pacific Garbage Patch yep. in the next few months. Oh, good, good, good. All right, Carter, good. thanks. We do credit for oh. the yeah, effort. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, thanks for the yeah, effort. Thanks for the effort. Thanks for the report on the effort. Yeah. Thanks for the falsification of facts yeah, and they're, truth. They're that, towing the device to Hawaii uh, to repair it. Why don't you just throw it in the trash? Well, I mean, that's probably not going to help. Just leave it just... out there to become part of the Great Pacific Garbage Then we might see this thing from space. Differences make. Can you imagine that? 4,500 pounds? That is nothing. That's nothing. That's like three bottles that are waterlogged. <laughs> <laughs> just f- f- out of two trillion plastic bottles, they got 4,500 pounds at one so point. So if this is the top of the water. This is... And who knows if it was even uh-huh. garbage. Yeah. A yeah. lot of it could have been fish. <gasps> Good point. Oh, How boy. many dolphins did they scoop up there? Call Peter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so you got the water line here, right? Okay. And mm. then you got the little contraption, and it's got the little thing that goes down about this far. Now, the ocean actually goes a little bit way, further. Way, way, way down there. So, oh my goodness, I can't. How did the trash slip out from under the curtain? <laughs> it's incredible. It's the stupidest thing I've ever heard Ooh. of for something that doesn't even exist. Who would have guessed that if if it's only ten feet deep, and the ocean is a thousand feet deep? Wait, it can slip <laughs> under the ten foot level. That's some. Tra- that huh. is some genius. Tra- the trash has evolved, Pat. It's thinking now, and it swims under the curtain. And says, "Ha ha! I'm free again, jerk." Man, these people it's are so stupid. So but stupid. So stupid. And every time they show the Great Pacific Garbage Patch, it's of course a it's computer graphic. It's a computer graphic, or or it's a one really shot. tight shot of the shore. Uh huh. And it's in Malaysia or someplace. There is uh-huh. a place where they dump. It's Hong Kong, or it's nowhere near yeah. the United States. It, but they do dump things. Look at that! Right there! Right there! Right that. Where is that? That's not America. That's and that's certainly not the middle of the ocean twice the <laughs> size of you Texas. It's up against a shoreline and some third world hole. Stop it. Stop it. And that's what they always show. 
every single time and you know what they'll this say? comes up. They'll say, hey, we showed the Pacific, and it's probably like you said. It's over there in uh-huh. Asia or some other place like that. I mean, come on. That's crazy. I'm so sick of this dishonesty, uh, and your contraption is stupid because it's pointless. It's It's been created for a problem that doesn't exist, so I'm glad it doesn't even work in theory. It's amazing. Ridiculous. 888-900-3393. Let me tell you about a weight loss product uh, that we love here at The Blaze. It's called Riduzone. It's R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E, Riduzone.com. This was launched by a local company that produced a metabolite of olive oil and created this patented product. Helps you control your appetite. It uh, speeds up your metabolism and it helps you burn fat. So it's a great way to not just lose weight, but keep the weight off. There was a six-year study that showed when you lose weight, your body just thinks something bad happened to you. So it tries to you know, readjust and make you hungrier. This helps with all that. For a short time now, we have a 30% off deal just for listening to this broadcast. Go to RidUZone.com, enter the promo code PAT, you'll get 30% off a three-month supply. This could be the key to your weight loss that you've been trying to do, and you're going up and down, yo-yoing back and forth. Let RidUZone help you get this done and look and feel better permanently. It's RidUZone.com, R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com, RidUZone.com. The Blaze Radio Network. Uh, Golden Globes last night. Not one mention of Donald Trump. Mm. I got to congratulate him for that Mm because I'm thinking somebody came to their senses and said, you know what? Let's not piss off half of America. Let's Let's just make this as apolitical as we can. Now, there were those who made it political. Of course, Christian Bale. Ugh, what a douche. Mm. This guy. What happened? He's well. He starred in Vice, uh-huh. which was the Dick Cheney uh, movie, oh, supposedly. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, I don't know how he made himself look so much like Dick Cheney. That was it was uncanny. Hmm. Um, but quite a performance, and he won. He won a Best Actor award for it. And when he got up, he had to turn things political. Um, thank you to my beautiful wife. Who told me Beautiful. this is more? Say less right now. She knows the dumb crap that can mm-hmm. come out of my mouth at times. <laughs> right, we all do. Prophetic. Yeah, Prophetic. Sink and ruin a perfectly good movie and a so-so career. And yet he didn't take her advice. If you would have stopped right there, that would have been great. And take her advice. Yes, please. But no, he couldn't leave well enough alone. In, in, in one speech. So thank you for that advice, my love. I wouldn't. By the way, is there anybody else who didn't know that Christian Bale was like from Liverpool or something? He's yeah. like. <laughs> Sounds like the fifth Beatle. I had no idea. A beautiful wife. <laughs> Blimey, I've got a beautiful wife. Blimey. It's a bloody beautiful day. be working without her. Without her. And thank you for all. Did you know there's an H in the word her? Hmm. Apparently not, no. <laughs> without her. Beautiful children. Beautiful. Burrito. You right. know, they've given me a love and a soul that I never thought possible. Thank you to that beautiful. geezer over there, Adam. Mm-hmm. He said, he said, uh, he, he, he said, said, I've got to find somebody who can, who can be absolutely charisma free. 
like you. And reviled by everybody, so he went, that's got to be bail in it, you know. Uh-huh. Thank you, uh-huh. and uh, for all the competition, I will be uh, cornering mm-hmm. the market on uh, charisma-free He's he's saying charisma free a holes here, like Dick Cheney and mm. whatever other Republicans he's talking oh about here. Gosh. What do you think, Mitch McConnell next? No, that could be good, wouldn't it? Yeah, that'd be great. Um, sure. Uh, whatever. Thank you to uh, Satan for giving me inspiration. Okay, I mean, <laughs> so he thanks Satan for giving him inspiration on playing Dick Cheney. I'm sure he turns to Satan for inspiration on a lot of different things, frankly. It's Christian Bale, after all. Yeah, not only did he pathetic. sell his soul, but he sold, apparently, <clears throat> the letter H as well. <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to buy an H, Pat. Yeah, you don't need to buy uh, consonants. Uh, that's for vowels. So go ahead and just say the H. We'll do that for free. Okay? Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. As far as the winners in the Golden Globes last night, if... You're interested? I tried to watch oh, some I of them. Oh, I am. Oh, boy. I, I tried to watch. <laughs> and then I couldn't. I had to just turn it off because it was too agonizing. But best TV series uh, drama went to the Americans. Mm. And I think that's their last season, right? I think the Americans is over now. Uh, Bodyguard Homecoming. That's the Julia Roberts Netflix show. Oh, yeah. Uh, Killing Eve and Pose were the other ones, but uh, the Americans was the winner. Uh, best performance by an actor. The nominees were John C. Riley, Robert Redford, Vigo Mortensen in Green Book, Lynn Manuel Miranda, the name that uh, Nancy Pelosi couldn't say that time. Lynn Manuel Miranda, Mary Poppins Returns. <laughs> and then Christian Bale was your winner. Uh-huh. Best performance by an actress in a motion picture or drama. Now, this is where Lady Gaga was supposed to win. Everybody thought she was going to win for A Star is Born. Also nominated were uh, Nicole Kidman. Melissa McCarthy and Ro- Rosamund Pike. Glenn Close won uh, for a movie I haven't seen called The Wife. Hmm. I don't know if I've even heard of that. <clears throat> Best performance by an actor in a motion picture. This went to a very deserving guy. Now, Bradley Cooper was nominated for A Star is Born. I really like Bradley Cooper. Uh, Willem Dafoe, Lucas Hedges, John David Washington, uh, and then Rami Malek, or Melek for Bohemian Rhapsody. He was great in that. Did you what? see Bohemian Rhapsody? You still not haven't seen yet. it? I don't wow. Like, I mean, it's not like I had time off or anything like a long break or anything like that. Where yeah, I except you just it. did. Oh, so... gosh darn it. Yeah, and I forgot. Yeah. Kind of weird. Hmm, I mean, I want to see it badly. Is he known for anything else or is this his breakout role? No, he's been in something else. I can't think of what right now. And what's his name again? Uh, Mr. Robot. There and there's something besides that, though, I think. But, what's um, his name again? Rami. Rami Malik. Hmm. M-A-L-E-K. Okay. Um, let's see. Best motion picture, musical, or comedy went to Green, Green Book. Was Green Book? Is that a comedy? I know it's not a musical. The nominees were Crazy Rich Asians, The Favorite, Mary Poppins Returns, and the winner, Green Book. And then for both best motion picture in a, a drama, A Star is Born, If Beale Street Could Talk, Black KKK Klansman, Black Panther, and the winner, Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. So how about that? How often is the Golden Globe, you know, Best Picture and all these awards um, carry over into the Oscars? I think fairly regularly. Yeah, it doesn't right. necessarily follow, but I think it's pre- pretty regular that they win both. Mm-hmm. Seems like it's sometimes it's a it's a hint as to what's going to win the Oscar. 
So, so of the of the best motion pictures, um, how many of these have you seen? Um, okay. Black uh, Panther. Yes. Black Klansman. No. Bohemian Rhapsody. If yes. Bill Street could talk. A Star is Born. So three of them. I right? saw two. I thought you saw a Star is Born. No. Oh. I saw uh, I saw Black Panther. I saw Bohemian Rhapsody. All right. Well, of those two, which one's better? Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay. Well, I, I enjoyed it better. Sample size. I guess I was wrong. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> and as far as movies this past weekend, yeah. Aquaman was number one again. Yeah. Made thirty million this particular weekend. It's at up to two hundred fifty nine million in uh, three weeks. So I think it's made a hundred million off of its budget. Didn't we say it was like one sixty or something? Yeah. Uh huh. Uh, 160, 180, somewhere in there. Then the, uh, I guess it's a horror movie, Escape Room. Yeah. yeah. Made 18 million. That only cost nine to make. Is that one of those Jason Bloom Blumhouse things? Because he is amazing at making low budget movies that make a lot of money. Mm, no? Escape Room director Adam Robito. Hmm. Uh, and who'd you say it was, maybe? Jason Blum. Jason Blum. Blumhouse. Productions, no, okay. all right. Mary Poppins Returns made fifteen point seven over the weekend. It's up to one hundred and thirty-eight million. Cost one thirty to make, so it's in the it's in the black now. Spider Man Into the Spider Verse is at one hundred and thirty-three million. That's making money. That cost ninety million. Bumblebee is at ninety-seven million, but that cost one hundred and thirty-five million to make. Uh, then the Mule still doing well. That was number six oh, over yeah. the weekend. That's my Nana's favorite movie there and you haven't seen that one yet huh no vice made 29 million uh not over the weekend five million on the weekend second act ralph breaks the internet uh and holmes and watson round out the top 10 that just that looks horrible sorry i take great pleasure in the fact that that james cameron movie isn't even in the top 20 right now that machine thing whatever it's called Mm -hmm. Uh, it cost about a zillion dollars to make, and it made like twelve fifty. <laughs> <laughs> I think one person paid to see it yeah. at one of those luxury theaters. I think James Cameron was like, "Gosh, I gotta go! I gotta help my film." <laughs> he's the only one. It turned out so he's sitting all all alone in a theater, uh-huh. watching his wonderful movie. Uh, all right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter, where Triple Americano tweets, "Oh, you don't understand, Pat." Just a few inches under the surface of the ocean, it's incredibly dirty. Several million pieces of trash. <laughs> yes, that's, that's awesome. great. So that's where the trash—it's hiding. Uh-huh. So it's—it's—it is two and a half times the size of Texas. Mm-hmm. It's just beneath the surface. It's just below the surface of the ocean. Uh, Keystone Pig tweets, satellites can see tens of thousands of square miles of Earth's surface at yeah. any given time, yet can. None can spot the small continent of plastic bottles floating in the ocean. <laughs> so true. It. Yep. it would be a small continent, too. Two and a half times the size of Texas is a pretty big area. Yeah. That'd Bob, show up. I mean, think about think of the little islands that show up. Yeah. Come oh, on. yeah. Bob Lobla says, uh, if you think a 200-foot-long net will corral a hypothetical Great Pacific garbage patch the size of Alaska... You're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm. No doubt about it. All right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Want to welcome a uh, new sponsor to Pat Gray Unleashed, uh, Optima Tax Relief. You know, it's bad enough if you had IRS problems that ruined your year last year. 
don't drag that nightmare into the new year. Consider what's at stake when the IRS has you in their sights. Your paycheck, your bank account, your business, even your home. Nothing is safe from them. This is the most powerful collection agency on earth. Didn't we just have a story that the IRS is armed to the teeth? Yes, we do. They, along with, I don't know, the agricultural department or something, are heavily armed. The IRS has uh, something like 4,487 guns, 5 million rounds of ammunition. Yeah, and that's according to what, the the government accounting office there? Yeah, the GAO. (laughs) Included in this arsenal, 15 fully automatic firearms, 56,000 rounds of ammunition for those fully automatic uh, firearms. Why do you need... Right. What, for tax cheats? Come on. And fully automatic. Who needs Holy that? No one. Thank you. The U.S. military doesn't even use those. I, I They're inaccurate, so they really kind of don't. But, I mean, yeah. what, what is the IRS doing with fully automatic weapons? Uh, they would be confiscating your wealth through threat of force. Yes. Pat? So you know better than to deal with this agency alone. You need an expert. But who? Um, if you think they're all the same, absolutely not. Optima Tax Relief is America's number one tax resolution firm. Optima knows that behind every tax problem are honest, hardworking American families, paychecks and bank accounts to protect. And you just got yourself into a bad situation or things snowballed or you thought, okay, I'll deal with this later. When you engage Optima to fight for you and protect what's yours, you're getting a proven award-winning team. It's a team that can help stop the aggressive collection actions. And help put your IRS problem behind you. That's how Optima has saved nearly a billion dollars for their clients. One billion dollars. Call for your free consultation while you still have options. It's 800-699-6140. 800-699-6140. Optima Tax Relief. He's Pat Gray, he's unleashed, and mm. he's on the blades. All of that, and, and so much more. Looks like they're still trying to coax uh, Michelle Obama into running uh, for president in 2020. Oh. She's got this sky-high approval rating. I don't understand it. I really don't. Every time I read this, I'm like, what is wrong with people? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. Silver lining, hold on, check it. These kids that are coming of age, about to start to vote. Right, They had to go through the insufferable Michelle Obama lunches. If you could remind them before they head to the polls, this is the woman who gave you the inedible food. <laughs> so just remember that when mm-hmm. you vote in November. Hey, yeah, we could, we could dilute some of that. She took away a lot of the decent stuff you had to eat for lunch. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Um, her memoir, Becoming, has topped the bestseller list since it was published in November. Wow, she had a 51 million... This is a British story, so it says fifty-one million pounds. I don't oh, know if that's a dollar fifty that, or yeah, that's seven hundred million dollars. That I, means it's in the bargain bin, and like <laughs> four people, but James Cameron bought it. That's it. <laughs> uh, I'll bet. What well, fifty-one million probably translates because uh, it's. I mean, the pound is. Uh, I think still doing pretty well, right? So yeah. it's probably sixty million dollars. So fifty-one million pounds to mm-hmm. dollars. Sixty-five million. Sixty-five million. There you go. And her live appearances have been sold out pretty much everywhere she went. Unlike the Clintons. <laughs> Groupon couldn't even save them. Uh-uh. So, uh, some polls are rating her ahead of Donald Trump. Um, 
Michelle's record-breaking memoir uh, was obviously huge. Her appearances are huge. Mike Huckabee fanned the flames of speculation by endorsing... Not Mike Huckabee. This is written wrong because he's not a Democratic hopeful. Mike, look at that. Democratic hopeful Mike Huckabee. Well, I mean, there's some truth to that. Let's be honest. I mean, Mr. Progressive here, who knows? What a weird... I wonder who they're talking about there. Some Democratic hopeful fanned the flames of speculation by endorsing Michelle on, on their website. Hmm. We'll have to see who that is. I'm looking that up. Because the story's wrong. Well, that's interesting. Here it is. Ivan. Uh... Is there a phone number people can call and tell them Mike Huckabee's not a Democrat? Goodness. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, that, that could go either way. But uh, I'm going to find out who this is. He wrote, now that Michelle Obama has been named the most admired woman for 2018, it's time for me to make a prediction for 2019. The former first lady will toss her hat in the ring for 2020, and she will get the party's nomination. I would say if she ran, she would. I think she would. Wow. You care to make an underwear eating nope. bet on that one? Yeah, nope. Huh. Uh... Her PR machine has quietly percolated, went in full tilt uh, in September with the November 13th release of her book. Uh, on political ambition, she wrote, I've never been a fan of politics, and my experience over the last 10 years has done little to change that. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't seem so convinced. Mm, I'm not. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Meghan Markle held a power meeting with Michelle backstage. That really... I didn't realize Meghan Markle was also... Uh, I haven't followed her career much, but I guess if she's with the royal family, she's probably liberal too. That's ah, just too bad. People are so stupid. How do they get so stupid? Well, it's called the education system. Oh, is that how it is? That's how it is. All right. <laughs> it's pretty simple. So do you think... I, I think Michelle Obama beats uh, Beto. I think she beats John Biden. If she gets Joe in, Biden. in yeah, Joe Biden. Did I say John Biden? Or you didn't say Mike from? Huckabee. So I mean, it could have been worse. I mean, you, were you ever find close. out who the Democrat was that endorsed her? It's very strange. Yeah, it's weird. Mm-hmm. So I can't think of you know certainly Sanders. She would demolish Bernie Sanders. Uh, she'd beat Kamala Harris. Certainly Elizabeth Warren. Is there anybody that you can think of that would beat Michelle Obama if she ran? On I don't, the left. On the left. It's just a matter of can she beat Trump if she wins the nomination. And I was, yeah. I, it's scary because I think she'd have a chance. I was just about to say, Rob and I thought of the same time. Oprah. Oprah versus oh, Michelle. Okay. Knockout, drag out fight. That would never happen, though. Oh, They'd never oppose each other. Okay. Nope. Mm-hmm. They love one another too much. Oh, but the power, Pat. I know. The power right there. I think for they'd the take turns. It'd be like Michelle will say, okay, I'll run in 2020. You run in 2028. Or Oprah, you know, vice versa, whatever. But I don't think they'd run it against each other. But yes, that's another name that would be formidable. Mm-hmm. What about? Um, I mean, if he, I'm, I say this as a joke, but it's not a joke when I say the future president, um, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. I mean, I don't know what side he would come out on. Maybe an independent. I have no idea. I mean, uh, when he quit the race, Ross Perot was leading. So I still think an independent could win with the right, you know, coordination and a good campaign. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a threat. Tom Hanks, honestly, if we're talking about, I think people The Rock the is Republican, though. Yeah, well, I don't know. Hollywood that's, Republican. We yeah. saw where that got Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. Uh, anyway, I cannot find who possibly on the left has already endorsed Michelle Obama for president, unless you say Jay Z and Beyonce have officially, via social media, endorsed Michelle Obama to run for president of the United States in 2020. I'm sure that's who it is in the story. <laughs> Jay-Z and Beyonce Jay-Z. have officially. Maybe. Maybe. That's big news. Uh-huh.
Uh, and, you know, how how did the American people have such a high opinion of Michelle Obama? She's done nothing but disparage this country. I mean, this is the same woman who in 08 said... Let me tell you something. For the first time in my adult life, I am proud of my country. I mean, that should have been the end of it right there. Yeah, but the arms negate all of that, Pat. I Anything guess so. bad she says about this country negated by those arms yeah when she started wearing sleeveless shirts and blouses it was over and think about it a lot of the primaries are in the springtime and you can you know Mm -hmm. you got south carolina it's a warm weather you know you could uh, you could show off those arms a little bit and she's wearing thirty-eight thousand dollar gowns and stuff i mean she's so fashionable her arms are so incredible she's so elegant Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all the things that they say about her none of which are ever said about the current first lady and they all apply to about the 10th power over yeah, Michelle Obama. She's actually beautiful. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, she is. 888 And a Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. And thank you for being here as well. It's great to have you with us. Uh, starting out the week, 888 Tell all your friends about this uh, get-together we have every morning. Uh, 6 to 8 Central Time, or you can listen anytime podcasting. And then if you go to shop.theblaze.com, you can buy all kinds of really cool Pat Gray Unleashed paraphernalia. We have uh, caps, hats. Uh, Keith is wearing one of them now, mm-hmm. which There's is, winter. I think, against the law. What do you mean? So it's literally against the law in Texas. I think you're breaking state law in wearing a cap on this show. Huh. Are you not? Is that not a state law? Uh, this makes it cool. <laughs> okay. Right here. All right. And winter caps as well uh, with the Pat Gray yeah. logo. T-shirts. Got the T-shirts. That's a dang handsome T-shirt right there. If you there. didn't get what you wanted for Christmas, <clears throat> go to shop.theblaze.com. What an important point. Oh, mugs. You name it. We have it. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, a lot of swag. Cars. There's no Pat Gray Unleashed car. Well, why not? There's no washing machines. You want me to refrigerator? You, you want me to go talk to, uh, to yeah, the folks talk, that talk put to this them. stuff? Mm-hmm. I'm sure Let's they'll get right on it. I mean, they're, they're quick. Uh, over the weekend, I was I was uh, looking at some stories about Nancy Pelosi again calling the border wall immoral and how border how walls don't work, fences don't work. I, and I thought. You know, how, how do they continue to deny absolute fact? How do they continue to lie about this and get away with it? And nobody really challenges them on it. The Republicans are so bad at defending themselves and their policies. I don't understand how they can be so crappy at this. The president's pretty good at it. The rest of the Republicans uh, are pathetic. How can you listen to her saying that fences and walls don't work when there's absolute proof positive they do? You don't have to go to Israel either for, to, to find it out. Uh, San Diego, the San Diego fence, where 100,000 crossings per year. That, now, that's not just crossings. Those were apprehensions. <laughs> 100,000 apprehensions every year. Well, I'm sure they got everybody. They built the double fence. Uh, They built 14 miles along a stretch in San Diego to separate San Diego and Tijuana. And it went from 100,000 to 5,000. 95%. And if you want to see that stretch itself work, um, that's uh, that's where the migrants have gotten to and can't get through. Right. That's right. Visual proof of it working right there. Exactly. 
The fence is 10 feet high. It's made of uh, welded metal panels. Then there's a second fence, 15 feet high. Steel mesh. The top is angled inward to make it harder to climb over. People still do, but it's hard. Uh-huh. And then in high traffic areas, there's also a small chain link fence. In between the two main fences, they have 150 feet of no man's land in which the border patrol goes up and down checking for people. They travel between the fences, finding people and sending them back. It's really effective. And if you, you just, all you have to do is ask the people who live in the area if it's effective or not, and they will definitely tell you. Um, in fact, one of the one of the people who has uh, who has some property in the area said, "Here in San Diego, we've proven that the border infrastructure system does work. It is highly effective." Rancher Carol Kimsley, who lives uh, in a valley near the Pacific Ocean on the U.S. side of the fence, says the border barrier has improved the quality of life. It was pretty seriously bad, she said. They were tearing up everything. They'd just go through fences. They didn't care. She says life is more peaceful now. Despite the Border Patrol helicopters, uh, it's still an active smuggling route, especially for drugs, but it has improved the quality of life in the area immensely. What's wrong with that? Nothing. Again, the first step, secure the border. Just secure the border. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we can deal with everything else. Then we can enforce the laws we already have. I really don't think we need new a bunch of new laws as far as immigration is concerned. We maybe need to tweak the numbers. Maybe make streamline the process of legal immigration to make it somewhat easier. Maybe you'll appoint more people to look at these cases, to go over the applications. Uh, but it's not that tough. Secure the border, enforce our law. It just shows that the priority is not that. Securing the border is not even a priority. Well, the Democrats don't want to do it at all. That's why they've switched to this immoral thing. Like, they care about morality. Oh, my gosh. It is so unbelievable to listen to Nancy Pelosi babbling nonsense about things that are immoral when she's trying desperately to kill every child she possibly can through abortion. Not with their own bare hands, uh, but with the bill she supports and the policy she promotes. Now, you can't sugarcoat that anymore. That's what's happening with the Democrats. They're, they're a death cult who are in love with the death of, of babies in the womb. I don't know why. I really don't know why. I, I, it's a strange obsession, man. It really is. And that's what it is. It's an obsession. And I don't pretend that's to understand accurate. it. Uh, I don't know if it's a power thing. I don't know how much money they're making from this. I uh, Maybe it's just that they think that they can get every woman to vote for them when they're talking about women's rights and ignoring the rights of the children inside the womb. I, I don't know. It's, but it's it's pretty... It's creepy. It's bizarre. It's evil. And it's wrong. And it's time we call it what it is. It is evil. 888-900-3393. And believe me, when in the future they're looking back on this history, they will absolutely deem it to be evil and wonder what in the hell was wrong with people of this time. How could they not see how bad this was? It's shameful. It's heinous. Yep. 
888-900-3393. There's one Democrat, uh, John Yarmuth, chairman of the House Budget Committee, a Democrat, and he was struggling to explain Democrat opposition to the border wall because <laughs> he admitted, well, here's what he had to say to uh, Crystal Ball and uh, Buck Sexton. Yeah, Buck. Mm-hmm. But is $5 billion really a, a lot of money to spend on the border for enhanced security? It's not, and I think... I think- you know, at one point, Democrats were willing to give $25 billion for border security just, just a, uh, a year ago right. in exchange for a deal you, with, uh, on DACA. But it's a question of what. And wow. you know, the, unfortunately, the concrete wall concept, mm-hmm. which nobody knows for sure what the president really means by a wall. He, you know, he's gone from he's concrete to steel place. slats to... Yeah, but, and that, now he's but sending that's, troops that's semantics. I mean, a barrier, but, exactly, right, to prevent people from exactly. getting through. I think what, what Democrats object to is the idea that this is not a, a decision that's based on any realistic assessment of what is Con- actually security. I, I, I've, had, I've had the head of Border Patrol, the chief of operations of Border Patrol, the head of Immigration and Customs Enforcement all tell me unequivocally that a barrier which would have to be built piecemeal in places across the border would help border security. So why do we keep hearing members of the Democratic Congress come forward saying that it wouldn't work and it's stupid when not only do we have the people that actually are in charge mm-hmm. of border security saying it would work and it's not stupid, we can see that it already does work in places where there is a wall. That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So it wor- he admits it works and $5 billion isn't too much. Uh, that's exactly right. When was the last uh, time you heard a Democrat say anything like that to uh, to obvious logic? <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah. I don't know. Next question. Uh, wow. John Yarmouth from is Kentucky. Lucky he just yeah, got look reelected. into that guy. Mm-hmm. Wow. That is an, that's amazing. And he's right. Last year, about this time, they were willing to trade DACA for the, for the wall and provide $25 billion in funding. And now they can't do one penny? Why? Why? Uh, it's, it's incredible. It really is incredible. And you know what? I mean, I'm almost to the point where give them DACA, just so we can get the wall built. Do it. Yeah. Just give it to them. Mm-hmm. What, 800,000 people? Okay. But they don't get that? They don't get the rights of citizenship until that border is completely sealed. Hmm? But make them legally here. Let them stay. Yeah, but you let them, let them stay. You make that promise without having the wall built completely mm-hmm. in place. Yeah, you'll never have that wall built. It's the same thing that happens every time when Republicans and Democrats make a deal, especially a Republican president with a Democratic Congress. So if you actually want your DACA kids to become whatever citizens, legal, mm-hmm. whatever, I'll I'll give you whatever you want with DACA. Okay. After the wall for just eight hundred thousand people, but I'm not going to give you the chain migration thing. That doesn't mean that their their uncles and aunts and cousins and dog catchers could all come to. That's just the eight hundred thousand that we agreed to in the beginning. Those eight hundred thousand in the DACA thing, yes, they can stay. The Dreamers can stay, but you won't let the dog catchers come. No, no dog some, catchers. We got a lot of no dogs roaming cousins, around in America. Twice removed. Uh, no. What about once removed? Mm-mm. Just, I mean, come on. There's your cousins. No. no. And grandma, boy. Nope. No. Just the 800,000 already here. All right. Well, trying. And then give us a $25 billion to build a wall mm-hmm. or a fence. I don't care. And the, the president is, is really kind of caving on that right now. He, he's actually opening it up to a fence. And I'm fine with the fence. Build the double fence we talked about in the first place. It'd be, 
It'd be a lot cheaper, no doubt, than a concrete wall that's 30 feet high. It doesn't have to be that. But the double fencing is really effective, and they've proven it in San Diego. Build it. Do it. Let's get this done once and for all. Yeah. You told me, look into this representative John Yarmouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Um, Is here, he naturally uh, sort of moderate? Well, check this out. He's talking about Ocasio-Cortez's uh, Green New Deal. Yeah. He said, uh, I mean, it'd be wonderful if you could do all that, but nobody could afford that, so I'm not sure what purpose it would serve. Uh, there's some aspects that are just absolutely impossible. Nice. Quote, I'm sorry, totally impossible. So... Uh, Good for him. Looks like uh, looks like there's one uh, one Democrat with a brain, one common sense Democrat out there still. Nice. Wow. Nice. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. So the whole thing is pretty frustrating. It's because, and I, I'd like to know uh, from our listeners if you would be willing now to give Democrats the DACA situation, allow the eight hundred thousand Dreamers to stay legally. In exchange for the Democrats uh, giving up funding for the wall, whether it's five point seven billion or whatever, would you be willing to do that? Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Because I think I'm, I'm kind of there now, and I'm okay with the. And I know the president is starting to think compromise. He probably, you know, he feels like he's forced into this because Democrats are saying not one penny. Well, okay, how about if we do the DACA? Let's go back to the DACA thing that you were willing to do last year. But I don't know. They're so hardcore, and they're... they're, They are in no mood to compromise. But I just want to be clear here. I'm not saying an agreement. DACA agreement for wall agreement. I am personally saying when that wall is completely constructed, then you get your uh, 800,000 citizens. I, no agreement isn't good enough. I want to see the wall built, mostly because I want to watch you eat your underwear on this program, but also because of like something about security or something. I don't know, whatever. Well, there's no way they're gonna. There's no way they're gonna build ninety percent of this wall. Well, then you just keep dreaming, there, dreamers. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. No way. I mean, I I'd love it, but I don't see it happening. Mm-hmm. Me neither. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, there was another. Um, there was a huge uh, racial outcry in Houston because of a really tragic, really horrible drive-by shooting. Uh, a seven-year-old girl was just gunned down senselessly, horribly. I think it was in a Walmart parking lot in Houston. Yeah. Somebody just drove by and and shot her dead, riding in a car with her mother's with her mother and her sisters. When somebody in another vehicle shot her in the head. Yeah, Jasmine Barnes. Yeah. Now, uh, Sean King, the white black guy, <laughs> yeah, who was the head of uh, one of the area NAACPs until people found out, hey, this guy's white. Uh, he tweeted out, urgent, all hands on deck. A 40-year-old white man with a beard in a red pickup truck pulled up on a seven-year-old, on seven-year-old Jasmine Barnes and her family near a Houston Walmart and shot and killed her and injured others. I'm joining the search for her killer and have a $25,000 reward. Need him now. Because it was a, you know, 40-year-old white guy. White guy with a beard, yeah. Yeah. Except it wasn't a 40-year-old white guy. It was two uh, 20-year-old black guys. So there was this huge outcry and uh, outrage 
over this racially motivated killing in Houston that wasn't racially motivated. Unless these two black guys don't like black people. Uh, but the uh, the tweet from Bishop Talbert Swan oh, was... Oh, helpful, a man of the cloth? Yeah. Weighing in on this? You know he's going he's gonna to be reasonable, right? Sure. So he tweets out a picture of this beautiful seven-year-old girl and tweets, she didn't die in custody of Border Patrol. She was shot and killed by America's real terrorist threat. A white man who opened fire on her family's car as they left Walmart in Houston. Mm. The shooter is still at large. Hashtag say her name. Oh. Well, hashtag, are are you going to take this back now, Bishop Talbert Swan? (laughs) Are you going to talk about who the real terrorist is? Because it wasn't a white guy. Never will. I, I'm sure Bishop Talbert Barn has spoken his last word on this story. The two guys, the suspects that were arrested are black. And uh, so you've got another racially motivated hoax dismissed. Yeah, I would prefer outlets like CNN that made it a point to repeatedly say <laughs> that police were searching for a white guy. For a middle-aged they, white and guy. And they think he might be a witness. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's totally fair. They never said that he was the shooter. But of course, you know, um, it was pointed out multiple times in outlets like CNN. There's a white guy. There's a white guy. White guy. White guy. Um, I would like them to now, in their uh, corrected stories with the two arrested suspects, to make sure that they are constantly putting the descriptor "black man" uh, in front of them. We've got Eric mm-hmm. Black, right? And then the other guy um, yeah, is uh, good. Guys. Yeah. Let's. Uh, hey, go. Let me have this right here, please. Okay, let's make sure that we point out the fact of the case that um, uh, there's an accused black man named Eric Black who was arrested Saturday in a traffic stop for not using his turn signal, accused of driving the car used in Jasmine's death. And then uh, we also have Larry Woodruff, Woodruff, a black man who is the second suspect in a court hearing. Um, um, And by the way, one of them admitted mm -hmm. to being a part of this. And, uh, so it's not like we're grasping at straws trying to pin the blame on somebody who didn't do it. Right. He admitted to it. Okay. And you look at the side-by-side picture. They had a, I don't know, they had a police sketch of this 40-year-old white guy. And so now they put the police sketch next to the actual person. <laughs> um, who were these witnesses? Wow, that is some bad information, people. Well, no, I, I, like I said, I think the, the white guy, I think, may be a witness. That's who the sister did see. Um, so the police do want to talk to him about anything he may have seen. But this was this. But th- weren't they p- pointing to this guy as the suspect? That's, that's who they want to talk to. No, that's who the internet was pointing to as the suspect. The police yeah. did want to talk to this guy because he may have witnessed the shooting mm. from the red pickup truck. Um, but uh, the guys wow. behind bars, um, they're the uh, black man Eric Black mm-hmm. and black man Larry Woodruff uh, for uh, shooting and killing Sweet. Jasmine Barnes. Sad story. Um, it gets even worse when you try to make it something it isn't. I know. I'm just so sick of this stuff. Really tired we, we, of it. We look for ways to over separate and over ourselves. And over and over and over and We don't over need again. any help doing that. We, we, we can handle that on no, our own. Without, we're, we're pretty good at that naturally. Going out of our way mm-hmm. to do that. 888 Hopefully a while ago you caught Glenn's program about home title fraud. Pretty chilling. Um the retired FBI agent from Home Title Lock showed how easy it was to just steal a uh, home mortgage online. They did that for Glenn. They did that, did that for me. Take some 20 or 30 minutes, and they just transfer it to a, a quick title deed, and uh, they own your home. 
Now, they could sell the home outright for, out from under you, but they don't usually do that. They usually take out a massive loan against your title, and then you're stuck with the payments. And that can cost you a ton, an absolute fortune. And try to untangle that. Good luck. Um, so if you own a home, if you own any rental property or you have elderly parents, protect yourself, protect your family. Get Home Title Lock. For just pennies a day, Home Title Lock puts a virtual barrier around your home's title. And if they detect anything going on that's sinister, they'll get on and shut it down. So you can find out if you're already compromised by signing up at HomeTitleLock.com for your free title scan and report. It's a $100 value. They're going to throw that in just for signing up. So do that now. Visit HomeTitleLock.com and get some peace of mind on this. HomeTitleLock.com Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. For feck's sake. <laughs> For feck's sake. Uh-huh. Tweets. This was from the feckless thing last week, I think. <laughs> uh, you know why you can enjoy a day at the zoo? Because walls work. There you have it. Because <laughs> walls work. You know why you can enjoy your life, too? Because you got walls on your house uh. that keep some of the elements out. So, yeah, that's another huh. important point about a wall. Walls are very important. Walls are kind of important, mm-hmm. and they sort of do work. Sort of. Uh, SP McIntyre tweets, Odd to consider that Alex Jones was deplatformed for stupid conspiracy theories, yet the Trans-Pacific garbage dump is still a thing to spend money on. Mm-hmm. Ain't that the truth? Private money for now? Uh, Ryan tweets, I'll give you DACA. But Keith is correct. You don't get anything until what I want. Think back to President Reagan. They pulled a fast one on him and yeah. President Bush. Come on. Yeah, let's have the wall Trump's built. Com- history. Yep, yep. Let's build the wall. When the ball, when the wall is completely built, then we'll address the citizenship for DACA kids. kids. That was one of the big mistakes. Maybe, uh, maybe the biggest mistake of the Ronald Reagan presidency when he agreed to do the. All right, we'll make two million citizens, but they got to pay a fine. And, uh, and we're going to need to secure that border, and neither of those things happened. But they did get citizenship. Yeah, that was a little bit of a bigger mistake than yeah. bedtime for Bonzo. Huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Sheehan tweets, uh, no DACA. Have you forgotten what happened under President Reagan? There you go. Another See? Reagan reminder. Remembering, yep. We're still waiting for the border to be secured <laughs> from the deal Democrats made with President Reagan. Build the damn wall yep. or fence now. Yes, please. Uh, 888-933-93. Let's go to Ron in Iowa. Hey, Ron, you're on the blaze. Yeah, how's it going? Good. Um, I'd, I'd go with that DACA for fence, mm-hmm. but I'd like... Uh, but then another thing I like is that there's so much um, waste in the Pentagon, Trump could just declare an emergency and use some of that wasteful spending. Mm-hmm. If they spend billions in waste. Yeah, he's been threatening to declare an emergency situation and then just... And then just build a wall. And I assume he could probably do that. Uh, well, then we wouldn't have to make a deal. Yeah, that's right. Then you, no, no deal. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Ron. And if anybody would do this, you would think it would be President Trump. If there's anybody who had the giblets to just <laughs> declare a national security emergency on the border, and it's pretty appropriate when you've got record numbers of people streaming across it. If if anybody would do it, I think it's Trump. So he should do it. Just do it. Quit threatening it. Do it, and let's see what the what the Democrats do with that. 
then are you going to scurry to reach some deal on reopening the the government shutdown? We're into week three now of the government shutdown. And if you're a government employee, like a TSA agent or, you know, you work at a national park, you work at the Smithsonian, uh, you're feeling it now. Yeah, you're not getting paid. You're feeling it. It hurts. Um, so I'm, I'm sure that those really affected by that are, are getting pretty tired of it right now. What I've not seen though, is that money going into a bank account for them and they get it back when the government reopens? I mean, this, they're not just out this money, right? They'll get it eventually when the government reopens. That'll be part of the next deal or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but but it's good to know if you're a government worker and you're not getting paid, at least you know the priorities of the Democrats who are holding this up mm-hmm. is to make sure that we continue to fund abortions overseas. Until yeah, they get that, uh, you're not going to get paid. That is unbelievable. Sorry. What is the fascination with death from these people? Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pack Ray unleashed coming up. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Saturn, apparently it's losing its rings faster than anticipated. Oh no, what should we yeah. do about this? Uh, well, I think we I think we try to fix the global warming that's happening on the uh, outer rings of Saturn. We, I mean, Wait, clearly it's climate change, they, responsible here. Like polluting factories and SUVs on Saturn right now? Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going on there, but, uh, hmm. but it's obvious that it has to stop, and we've got to stop it because we're responsible in some way. Yeah, that's true. Um, it, I mean, it's one of the most striking things in our solar system, but scientists believe that the rings on Saturn could disappear okay. in less than 100 million years. So I'm not good at math. Which which isn't all that long when you think about the uh, gas giant itself being about 4 billion years old. So it's only 100 million years from now. It seems seems around the corner there. Just right around the corner. And so I'm really, really dismayed about it. What a stupid article. (laughs) Isn't it? What a waste of Why would you even care? Let's say say it was going to be next year. Uh So? And? What of, what of I it? mean, look, if you've got reservations to go see the rings of Saturn, <laughs> you might want to hurry up and get out there because they're not going to last more than 100 million more years. Yeah. Well, I mean, some of them won't. Oh, so, oh but, see, some of the But models? the entire uh-huh. ring system around the planet will be gone in 300 million years. So that's even more shocking, I guess. Again, I, I'm going to go back to my, my original mm-hmm. premise, which was, what a stupid article <laughs> and a waste of keystrokes. What in the world? This is I dumb. I love it. I love stories like that. Mm-hmm. You know it is our fault, though. It's absolutely. Oh, Whatever we're doing is. here, yeah. exhaling, it's screwing things um, up. driving to, to the store. Well, how many probes have we sent beyond the planet that came right up close to it and left their CO2 <gasps> on those rings? That's what did it. You nailed it. That's what did it. That's what did it, NASA. Mm, the government did this. Bastards. Huh. Bastards. The government is has created a problem, mm-hmm. and they probably want to solve it now. Mm-hmm. That's the way mm-hmm. it always goes. <laughs> so anyway, I just want to go back to my original premise. What a stupid, stupid article, article and a waste of keystrokes. 100 million years before we start, before we begin to lose them. 
Well, and three hundred million until they're all gone. Yeah. So. All right. Well, why don't we just uh, tell you what? Let's go ahead and print that up. We'll file it away and we'll pull it back out for Pat Gray Unleashed 100 million years from now. We're going to see, mm-hmm. we warned you 100 million years ago. Remember when now we we're talked here. about this? Now, now we're out of time. That's what we'll okay, say. Where's Al Gore when you need him? Remember, hmm? we talked about this. We talked about this. 2019. We tried to prepare. It was, you. In fact, it was early 2019. Mm-hmm. We, tried to, we tried to stave this off. Mm-hmm. We, we tried to yeah. let you know far enough yep. in advance yep. that we could prevent it and then nothing yep. happens and so, so if you haven't gone out there for a vacay yet you've had a hundred million summers to mm-hmm. get out there and see the rings of saturn before they vanished now it's too late now i mean i mean who, no one to blame but yourself well in right. global warming uh nancy pelosi's choice to lead the house climate crisis committee okay um this is a good choice she, she owns stock in several companies that rank among the nation's top air and water polluters the hypocrisy is just, it never ends. It just no. never ends with these people. <laughs> Last week, Pelosi announced that Democratic Congresswoman Kathy Castor of Florida would chair the newly reconstituted House Select Committee on the Climate Crisis. First of all, the question would be, there is a House Select Committee on the Climate Crisis? Oh, ask Saturn. They're losing their rings over the climate crisis. Right? Mm-hmm. If Earth had rings, you know they'd already be melted. Yeah, yeah. Pelosi's decision to reestablish the committee, which existed from 07 to 11 when it was disbanded by Republicans, signals that climate change will be a top priority for the Democratic majority. This is what happens when you elect these people. They start doing things you just don't care about. Although Castor is poised to have tremendous power over climate change legislation, it's unclear if her prior financial ties will pose a challenge for progressives who are already complaining that the new committee will be incapable of solving the greatest threat to humankind. <laughs> the greatest threat to humankind. <laughs> That's awesome. I like that. Tuck that in there. Financial disclosure reports filed with the clerk of the House of Representatives indicate the caster has invested in corporations with questionable environmental records. Mm. When joining Congress in 07, Castor reported owning between 15,000 and 50,000 of stock in Dow Chemical. Oh, no, you didn't. Consistently labeled as America's top water polluter by the Political Economy Research Institute. I read everything the Political Economy Research Institute prints because they're so, uh, so good. Safety tree? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, mm-hmm. Yes. I, I, I do too. And I thought yeah. I was alone, but now no, I feel no, like no. we have a kinship here. Yeah, we do. And no, as we, we gotta, both subscribe yes. to the, um, the, the monthly newsletter of the Political Economy Research Institute, or Perry. Okay. I, I call it Perry now. Me too. I do that too, mm-hmm. Perry. <laughs> Dow Chemicals plants, which the EPA estimated produce more than 600 million pounds of toxic waste in 2010 alone, wow. have continuously been cited by state and federal regulators for discharging hazardous waste into the atmosphere and waterways. And she owns stock in that company. <laughs> Same time that Castor began severing her ties with Dow, she purchased between 1,000 and 15,000 in Caterpillar, the company which ranks in, among the Fortune 100. It's the world's leading manufacturer of construction machinery, mining equipment, as well as diesel and natural, natural gas engines. But they have a long record of flouting environmental regulations. Yeah. Anybody who has flouted yeah. anything, but especially uh-huh. flouting environmental regulations, 
well, you don't want to invest in that company. Yeah, so this lady is now in charge of solving the, because she heads up the House Select Committee for the Climate Crisis. Mm-hmm. She's heavily invested in major polluters. That's mm-hmm. I love it. I mean, I just, it, I, it's so funny. And of course, yeah. Uh, not only did she own stock in Dow and Caterpillar, she also owned stock in GE. Oh no! Ooh, of course. They bring evil to life, as we know. Uh, and the Alcoa Corporation, two of America's top polluters. Alcoa. What the recycling company? <laughs> Alcoa can't wait. Remember that the Alcoa. Aren't they a recycling company and they're the one of the top air polluters? Mm. I, I tell you, Alcoa, eighth largest aluminum producer, though. Yeah, yeah uh, faced criticism over its coal-fired power plants. One such plant, located in Rockdale, Texas, was the subject of a settlement in 2003 with the EPA. Where the company agreed to pay one and a half million in fines and spend more than three hundred thirty million strengthening its air pollution standards. <laughs> also, GE's environmental footprint has raised concerns among climate change ag- advocates, which is interesting because GE is a darling of the left. I well, mean, yeah, I mean, their leadership is all progressive. That's how they get away with it because yep. they give so much money to them. I just, just uh, agonizing. It's agonizing. Then there's ecofeminism, philosophy and practice. Hmm. Uh, three credit course being offered by uh, the University of well UMass, UMass Dartmouth. Okay, what do we got? Uh, during this 2019 spring semester, the school is charging students twelve hundred and eighteen dollars, not including a term registration fee, to take the course ecofeminism, philosophy and practice, which <laughs> seeks to study different ecofeminist. Theories. Is it too late in the semester to sign up for that? I, <laughs> I forgot. hope not. I missed enrollment. I, no, I'm going to do this online if you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ecofeminism. Okay. Eco- That's got to be a good combination. Okay, here we go. Course covers the study of ecofeminism as symptom systems of oppression based on race, class, gender, sexuality, and ethnicity okay. that stem from a cultural ideology that enables the oppression of nature. <laughs> okay, I, I'm sorry. Okay, that sounds like a good, uh-huh. good, uh, good course. Good course. They explore ecofeminist theories, okay. literature, and practice, including. Uh, here we go. But not limited to <clears throat> ecofeminist ethics <laughs> and the applications of ecofeminism to the lives of individual men and women, as well as cultural institutions and organizations. <laughs> UMass Dartmouth will aim to teach students. Various objectives, such as to define ecofeminism and identity ecofeminism practices, gain an understanding of various ecofeminist literary approaches, apply ecofeminist analysis to specific literary text. <laughs> wait, so wait a minute. Can you think of a bigger waste of time than Who this? Is, can you imagine whoever is writing up the syllabus, right? Or the, the core, just even the course description. Mm-hmm. Are they are they doing this with a straight face? You know they are, because I, mean, I I would be just laughing. I just I, I wouldn't be able to keep a straight face. I would just be whatever gobbledygook. Eco trees love that. Okay, green feminine. Oh, we gotta come up with another 
Hot word, another trigger word. Feminism. Oh, there's more. There's more. Uh, there's more uh, key words here. How many got? And key phrases. Okay. The course schedule also states that students will spend various weeks of the class studying topics like okay. vegetarian ecofeminism. Oh, we got to mix in vegetarian into the syllabus. Intersectionality and connectivity. Oh, that's a good word. That's a good word. Kids are using activism these and more. Intersectionality. <laughs> what a waste of time and money. Wow. In addition to the ecofeminism course, mm-hmm. UMass Dartmouth is offering other online courses like mm. Men and Masculinities. But that's fun too. That it is. In terms of their relationship with power, nation, violence, race, and class, it's going to obviously you're teaching men to hate themselves, yes. which is great because yeah. they should. They should. Yes. Thank you. In 2018, campus reform went to the St. Mary's College of Maryland after a professor argued that. Ecosexualism has various benefits and is used to describe a person that finds nature sensual. Uh, Students opined on the ecosexual movement and whether they'd be interested in the dating profiles of different single trees in the area. Oh, no. Wait, the dating profiles of single trees? Are all the trees not single or are some of them actually married? You know what? I didn't realize this and I'm so sorry. That I'm I'm just a a, a close minded well bigot, mm-hmm. um, but you know some of those trees that grow like this, Pat. See this? These little two two headed trees or whatever. Mm-hmm. I bet they're married. That could be. But every other one, ninety five percent of trees are single. Hmm. Huh? Huh? They got dating profiles and whatnot, <laughs> where they're, you know, talking about how shiny their bark is or something i don't know one of the ecosexual students said i would swipe right because the tree reminds me of christmas <laughs> okay. i want to I cry that's unreal in a similar fashion a professor at santa monica college took ecosexuality to a different level hosting ecosexual sextravaganza during which students married the ocean i'm not typing the word sextravaganza Married the ocean. They married the ocean. Uh, various university departments funded the program, which was held on <laughs> Santa Monica Beach and was billed by the organizer as a way for people to express their love for the earth through ecocentric passion and even lust. <laughs> then we wonder what's wrong with people. So no, wait a minute. And the upcoming generation when they're getting classes like this. <laughs> so wait, so the students married the ocean. Isn't that polygamy? I mean, the multiple students married the ocean. <laughs> and and who do you think is the 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 maid of honor? Like the sky? <laughs> like who do you, who's in this wedding party? <sighs> I don't know, man. That's just people can express their love for so earth bizarre. through ecocentric passion and even lust. Nice. Sadness. America. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three added Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Um, the Vatican News website just paid tribute to Cuba on their sixtieth anniversary of the communist revolution in a post that was quickly deleted. <laughs> Whoops. Communist the communist island nation marked the occasion with celebrations on New Year's Day while several leftist Latin American leaders tweeted their best wishes, and then of course the Vatican. Express their congratulations. The socialist uh, despot of Venezuela, Nicolas Maduro, tweeted, We commemorate the anniversary of the triumph of the Cuban Revolution, led by Commander Fidel Castro. Sixty years of sacrifices, struggles, and blockade, not to mention starvation and 
and poverty, poverty, backward civilization. There is the heroic Cuban people, an example of resistance and dignity to the world. Long live Cuba. Resistance, yeah. If you've been able to stay alive for 60 years, man, you, you have a, a strong ability to resist there. Yep. Mm-hmm. The Vatican's uh, post, before it was deleted, was apparently the Cuban Revolution celebrated its 60th anniversary January 1st. On the island, the historic anniversary was celebrated with a ceremony in Santiago de Cuba in the cemetery of Santa... Ifingia, where Fidel Castro is buried, who died on November 25th, 2016, to the main national forces. On January 10th, 1959, the dictator Fulgencio Batista fled 26 months of guerrilla war, led by brothers Fidel and Raul. From Santiago, Fidel Castro proclaimed the beginning of the revolution, the victory of the counterculture. Yeah, and communist rule for the next 60 years. Yeah, that yeah. has stifled that island and caused how many people? I mean, they they try to escape that island on 1952 truck beds yeah. that hopefully float 90 miles to Florida before they get eaten by a shark or drown somewhere along the way. That's what you're going to celebrate and congratulate them on? Yeah, I think I think it's clear communism sucks. The tweet from the Vatican was stupid, but I think I speak on behalf of the entire Pat Gray Unleashed audience that you read that story in its entirety without once giving us any kind of... Um, thank you, sir. No, there you go. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of obvious opportunities within that story that you could have mm-hmm. uh, given us the correct um, pronunciation, but you chose to Anglo. I did, it. yeah, which is probably wrong of me yep that's why i now throw in the second thank you uh there's also a new ordinance in portland oregon requiring public signs on brick buildings this is uh, such an incredible oh your face example of uh, what's going on man you got really sullen there that's white supremacy what yeah in portland oregon Mm -hmm. oh my gosh tell Mm -hmm. me more they're warning residents that that these structures could collapse during an earthquake. Have you heard anything more white supremacist than that? Wait a minute. Lately? Wait. I, I mean, lately. You know, obviously in the 50s you did. So, but have you heard any so bigger example of white supremacy than an ordinance to require a sign on a brick building that if there's a massive earthquake, <laughs> this building could tumble down? Am I missing a detail? Because, I mean, your outrage... I want to. I want to be there with you, but I'm not following. You're saying so we put really? a sign on it's a building. It's not clear to you yet. So we put a sign on a building. Yeah, and, and it, it says, says that this isn't a safe place to be for an earthquake. Right. And so that's white supremacy. Yes. The NCAA views it as a way to force black people to move out of neighborhoods. The NAACP mm-hmm. has weighed in, and they say that. that that they're just trying to get the black people to move out. But I thought they were trying to get the black people to be safe. No. Just, this is just a ruse uh, to get them to leave because okay. they don't want black people in the area. <laughs> so ridiculous. I can't take this. About 1,600 unreinforced masonry buildings, some of them 90 years old, uh-huh. are at risk. And I guess they are in prominently, predominantly black neighborhoods. But they're also... Uh, unsafe if there's a massive earthquake and they're saying that portland is kind of due for a big earthquake and Mm. so they're trying to warn people 
But the NAACP believes the policy will also discourage investment in the area and make it tougher for owners of brick buildings to get loans. Oh, it's a deep dive conspiracy. Yep. Yep. Oh, now I'm there. You haters. Once the buildings are sold, developers will likely demolish them Mm. and rebuild structures at a much higher cost. Uh Uh-oh. Pricing the current residents out of the area and leaving it to Whitey. Okay? I mean... It's so clear. No more clear example of white supremacy. The whites will not replace us. The whites will not replace replace us. The whites Whites will will not not replace us. us. (laughs) I can't take it, man. Everything's racist. I know. It doesn't matter what the story is. They can make it into something. They can make it into something racial. Again, Isn't that fun? Like we said earlier, it's fun. we don't need help being divided in this country. We don't need to manufacture crap like this. No, we don't. We do a good enough job on our own. Oh, gosh. 888 Maybe we just end the show on some fun, on a positive note that, and reminder that uh, Moron Trivia was again right over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Friday's edition saw the Philadelphia Eagles uh, defeat Chicago mm-hmm. uh, in the Moron Trivia battle. Yes, and it was a it was a close battle. I think it was four to three or something to that effect. Uh, six to four. Six to four. Counting. Okay. Uh, and then yesterday, Philadelphia beat Chicago sixteen fifteen on a double miracle at the very end. It's incredible. Chicago had a very makeable field goal from a reliable kicker who. <clears throat> Uh, and I had forgotten this till they showed it. Um, so he hits the upright, and then it hits the crossbar, and then falls down to the ground, and the Eagles hold on to win. But um, I had forgotten. He's the kicker that hit the upright four times in one game this year. Oh, my gosh. Cody Parkey uh, against what the Lions. What are the yeah. odds of that? Right? And so it's just Jeez. sad, man. Oh, one thing that is funny, though, from that is that um, I guess there's the, a service that I'm not familiar with because, as you know, I'm not very hip, but um, I don't know what it's called. Vimino or whatever. I don't even know now. Come on. Somebody tell me in my head uh, that, that it's kind of like uh, PayPal where you, where you can, um, you know, Give money and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Venmo, thank you very much. Told you. Uh, anyway, people started, uh, Eagles fans started donating to his account. Like, thanks for that, you know, missed field goal. You know, the Eagles are moving on. And then people started setting up uh, accounts under his name to get money. People mistakenly <laughs> putting money in their accounts. But anyway, uh, more on trivia, 14-3 and three on the season. Mm-hmm. Don't mess with it, man. The voodoo is real. So this weekend, uh, you could vote. Uh, whether more on trivia will feature the Colts, Chiefs, Cowboys, Rams, or Chargers, Patriots. Right now, Cow- Cowboys, Rams leads uh, 43%. Yeah, let me see if there's enough. 35 for Colts, Chiefs, and 22 for Chargers, Patriots. Yep, let's see here. Uh, yeah, so yeah, Cowboys still leading the way with the Rams. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, boy, LA, tough to get uh, contestants. I mean, I don't want to I don't want to sway your opinion or your vote or influence the vote there, but uh, Colts and Chiefs seems like... Uh, you know, we might get a few more uh, people on the phone. It's there. possible, yeah. Just saying, it is possible. <laughs> also, apparently, the ratings were way up for yeah. the playoffs this year. Uh, the games on ESPN, ABC, and Fox all strongly up year over year. The Dallas Seattle game was the most watched NFL wild card game in Fox Deportes history. Oh, Deportes! Fox Deportes. Thank you. 106,000 viewers is the most 
in the history yeah, of Fox Deportes. Yeah, yeah, I saw that too. One hundred and six thousand. Uh huh. Okay, so American football just isn't that big on Fox Deportes. <laughs> what is? Uh, I mean, that's soccer. a soccer, right? Soccer. That's, that's their soccer channel, essentially. And probably curling too. I mean, you know. Latin America loves their curling. What can I say? <laughs> no, they don't. What? What do you mean no, they don't? They don't. They Absolutely don't love do. Their curling. Did you see? There's an NFL team that's now uh, trying to be an Olympic curling team. That's uh, fun stuff. Oh. I a team or just some players from the NFL? Yeah, some players from the NFL. Yeah, like uh, Mark yeah. Bulger is on there. Uh, Jared Allen. So some big names. There. Jared Allen from the Vikings. Yeah, he's the guy running it. Yeah, he's the he's the skip, I guess, if you will. Oh, that's cool. Uh, so they're trying out for the uh, 2022 Yeah, yeah they're starting at the games? very bottom, and they hope for the best. So uh, NFL meets curling. Oh, that would be fun. That would be awesome. <laughs> It'd be fun to see some guys that you've heard of before. Mm-hmm. Like, not Frank, who works at the garage den and then does you know, curling on you the don't weekends. You like Frank in the nah, garage? Frank is fine. It'd oh. just be fun to see some NFL guys uh-huh. uh, take this over. It'd be fun. What about Bob, the, uh, the used car salesman? You don't like him? No, I don't like that? him because I... I bought a car from him that didn't work, and so oh no, kind of pissed. That's why you couldn't get into curling during the Winter That's Olympics. Right. Oh my gosh, it all comes out now. Yeah, Bob from mm-hmm. Used Car Emporium mm-hmm. tainted Pat's curling fandom exactly in Team right. USA. All right, so tomorrow <laughs> at this same time, we'll be talking with Jeffy, uh, mm-hmm. who will have been to his cardiologist. He's going there today. We'll get an update on his health, how he's doing, how he's feeling, what happened to him that day. From his perspective, uh, and much more. About the same time tomorrow on Pat Gray Unleashed.